Hello. Before we start today's Content Minds, I would like to put a very small disclaimer at the top of the episode that this episode focuses heavily on Scotland. And because it focuses heavily on Scotland, there are a few instances of the C word being used. They are being used respectfully, and we are sorry, but there's really no way around it. In many ways, it would be uh, culturally inappropriate not to use it. Yes. Thank you. My name is Ryan Broderick. Welcome to The Content Minds. I just ate an incredibly spicy lamb vindaloo right before we hit record today, so if I have to leave at any point, it's to have very violent diarrhea. That's amazing. I just ate a lentil masala, which no was slightly, way. Less, slightly less spicy. But yeah, a lovely curry. Wow. Put a, lot, put a lot of spinach in it, which really helps it. I had like three leftover curries, and so I combined them all into a bowl and microwave them for lunch, and we're going to find out so which curry not, that's wins. Not, that's, that's not so much a lamb vindaloo as a... Well, that's the, just unpleasant. Lamb vindaloo was in it. I mean, it was lamb vindaloo, a tikka masala, and a korma. I put them all into a bowl. And what meats were the other two? Lamb, lamb. I think it was all lamb. A lamb korma. Maybe. Okay, cool. Uh, I'll trust you on it. I'm not sure, but it was good. Um uh, so yeah, welcome to the Content Minds. It is a podcast about content. We had an entire plan for what we were going to do today, and we have thrown it out to record an emergency episode because of a development that happened last night. Yeah, we've got we've got to we've got to deal with this. Um, we wanted to do Q and on. We've been meaning to do it for weeks. <laughs> yeah, we are we are, we've been we've been thinking about doing a Q and on episode and. Uh, well, something happened, and now we can't do it. We think this is more important. Honestly, like QAnon <laughs> is going to be around, unfortunately, for probably the rest of our lives. That's true. So we've got time to get to QAnon, but last night it was discovered that a 19-year-old furry from North Carolina had made over 120,000 contributions to the Scots wikipedia without knowing how to read or write scots which is an indigenous language from scotland utter, it's uh, effectively story. ruining the entire wikipedia and we have to spend the next hour talking about it because it's fucking insane it's one of the most insane things like it's it feels very kind of it feels like a story you'd read about in 10 years that you found out that this thing happened but it's happening now like you'd be like wow i didn't realize that this seminal thing was created by like one dude but no it turns out that yeah one dude has has done this and it's it's been pretty bad it's so yeah, i was it's got real impact also i should say up front that as an english person talking about indigenous languages in the uk i'm sorry for anything i get wrong i appreciate your languages uh yeah i mean i was gonna I, say the only thing more disastrous to Scotland than this 19-year-old furry is England. So, Oh, he's not a furry. He definitely wasn't a furry. Yes, he was. I did a deep oh, dive. You, okay, all right. Yeah, we're going to yeah. get to it, but he is a furry that identifies as a fox deer. The whole brony cool. thing is a misnomer, but we can get to right. that. So I wanted to kick this off because with, a, with kind of a tangent, but I feel like it's important to set up here, which is that there is a certain kind of internet story that I feel like happens once every five years, and it's always a big fucking deal, where some random person does something completely stupid and asinine in a way that you don't expect and somehow like changes history or changes like reality. And I was trying to think of a previous example. Are you familiar with the 4chan user who solved the 25-year-old math problem by accident? I feel like I've heard this, but you should tell me the story. Okay, so I'm pulling this up, and I'm, I'm using a, a Verge article uh, from 2018 as uh, just to make sure I get the details right, because it's incredible. I don't want to get this totally right. So basically, there was a 4chan thread about an anime called The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumaya. Okay. I'm really glad that I'm not going to screw up the Scots language as badly as you just screwed up that. Yeah, yeah. It's Okay, it's a tough one. So there's 14 episodes in this first season of this anime. The episodes, which are about time travel, can be watched in any order. It's it's kind of like this, like, it's that's the, that's the conceit of the whole show. And so the 4chan users were trying to figure out 
how many different variations of this anime can you watch? And they accidentally solved a incredibly complicated math problem that has sort of been a mystery for about 25 years up until this point. They concluded that you could watch it over, wait, how many commas in a billion? Is that, is that three commas? What? Oh, oh, it depends if you're talking about an American billion or a British billion. Uh, it's, usually, it's usually an American billion, which is 1,000 million, which is three. Okay, so apparently you need to watch it 93 billion times to watch every order of this 14-episode anime. Cool. Sorry, would that not just be like 14 factorial? I'll be honest. I don't know enough about how this math works, but I do know that it it involves... It would be be 13 factorial. All I know is it involves permutations and super permutations. All right. It's got to be more complicated than you're making it because... Okay. There are 14 episodes in the first season. The episodes are involved time travel. It's been an obsession with fans to rewatch the series over and over, trying to watch it in as many orders as they can. Because it's not just one episode to one episode. It's one episode to one episode to one episode. So it's not... Oh, oh, okay. I see. I see. So it's not just watching in whatever order it is. It is watching it in... Nope. Hang on. Sorry. So it's going to annoy me if I don't understand this now. Okay, wait. I found the original thread. So the original... So so the problem is this. You have N episode N, like the numer- you know episode TV series. You want to watch the episodes in every order possible. What is the least number of episodes you would have to watch? Overlapping is allowed. For example, in the case of N equals 2, watching episode 1, then 2, then 1 again would fit the criteria. The orders must be continuous. For example, 1, 2, 1, 3 does not contain the sequence 1, 2, 3. So they're trying to figure out what is every possible way to watch this 14-episode anime, but to do it in the least amount of times while watching every single permutation that exists. Yes. Okay. That is Woo. that is w- a way more interesting challenge. Woo. Okay. Okay. Yes. And so fans are obsessed with it. And then uh, on a Psy thread, which is the science board for 4chan, a guy just, he did it. He figured it out. And then that uh, changed math forever. So, okay. That was a very long tangent to this new <laughs> thing, which is that we've now discovered that for the last seven years, an American furry has basically been single-handedly decimating our knowledge of an indigenous Scottish language. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's further than that because it's not just decimating the knowledge of it. The knowledge is actually kind of still the same. It's decimating the perception of it. Which... No, it's also decimating the knowledge of it because, because of all of the gibberish that's been added to the Wikipedia... Wikipedia is used for translation uh, data sets. So all of our automation for translation and all of our like like high level linguistic analysis being done on a tech like a tech level is using total junk data. Oh, I see. Okay. This is interesting because this yeah, I am coming from this a different direction, which is that broadly speaking the indigenous languages of the UK have been uh, eroded over time by the English. Hi. Uh, right. for various political and economic reasons. Um, but yeah, they've they've tried to erase them all. Uh, and this is what that felt like to me, which is that it lowered the wider perception of the language in the population because people looked at it and said, this is just like a, a, a bad English. It therefore doesn't count. Right. Uh, okay, wow. So yeah, it's coming from both sides. That's good. Okay, so let's let's start at the beginning and i feel like the best place to start is when you texted me last night we have to talk about the scottish furry thing i think i actually said to you the scottish like the scots language teen yeah furry has become more of a thing for you than it is for me i'll be honest (laughs) okay so so walk me through your your part of this all right, so I found the thing on Twitter. I'm sure a bunch of other people have seen it on Twitter. But it kind of blew my mind because of how long he's been doing this and how significant the damage this is. Um, do you want to know the history of the Scots language? We're going to get to that. So let's okay. let's start with what this kid has been doing. So this all came out on a post in R Scotland, the subreddit, last night. 
The post is titled, I've discovered that almost every article on the Scots version of Wikipedia is written by the same person, an American teenager who can't speak Scots. So as I understand it, Scots is a indigenous language to Scotland that's spoken in the lowlands? Sort of. <laughs> okay, now do do a primer okay. on Scots. So, so, okay. Yeah, what are we talking about here? So there are like nine languages in the UK, um, but they are more attached to people than they are to areas. So before, essentially before the Roman Empire, actually, no, we'll start with the Angles. After the Roman Empire. <laughs> I love that everything, to, to, to explain anything in the UK, you have to be like, okay, after the Roman Empire. <laughs> Meanwhile, in America, uh, it's like, well, my grandmother. <laughs> I, yeah, I love that America's really old. It's like, this building's incredibly old. It was built in 1920. It's the oldest thing in, in, the, in the country. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So the, the Angles came over after the Roman Empire, uh, along with the Saxons and the Jutes and a couple of other uh, 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 groups of people. Angles became England, became English, and they spread their language north. Uh, the language that they uh, pushed out, or, or the people they pushed north, were the Gaelic people. So the Gaelic people are now ended up in the the northwest islands of Scotland, uh, as well as in Ireland itself. Uh, and as <laughs> sorry, hang on, uh, one second. Congratulations, Luke. Uh, when you so people might not know this, but when we decided to start making this podcast, Luke briefly wanted to do a history podcast, and I said that I don't want to have to <laughs> fact check that every week. Uh, and so that has that was sort of how this entire thing got started was the idea that we could do a history podcast luke congratulations we've made it to the history podcast okay got it so uh those languages split into multiple languages so you end up having manx only spoken on the isle of man irish ireland and scottish gaelic which is north coast scotland then you have another branch of that same language which is the brythonic languages which are cornish cornwall welsh wales breton in Brittany, uh and also bits of uh, galician in northern spain uh Oh, interesting. Yeah, a little, little, bit, little bit of language sharing there. Then the Angles come in, uh, and the English language uh, remains broadly English in, the, in, in, in England, but they get most of the way through Scotland, but leave a little bit of, of the Gaelic stuff there. That, when the Normans arrive, which is four or five hundred years later, they don't go quite as far. So basically, they they end up adding all their French stuff to the existing English language and that becomes more or less modern English with a couple of other bits thrown in there as well but there ends up being this gap between the original Gaelic languages and then the uh, old English languages and that old English language in that bit of Scotland where the Angles got to it but the Normans didn't develops into Scots I see okay so over time that by about what uh, 1500 uh, 1600 when uh King James of Scotland became King James of England as well and moved to England. Uh, <laughs> that language was, it was it was basically, yeah, it was a version of English that had become Scots, which meant it had a lot of links to it, had a lot of similarities to it, but it's not, it's fundamentally not the same language. And it's not a dialect either, right? It's like... It's not a dialect. That's, that's yeah, that's really important. It's not like just an accent. It has a different structure. It has a different, like it has different words, like... It is fundamentally different. There are just a lot of similarities. It's closer to, um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Norwegian and Danish, which are quite close languages. But if you okay. don't speak Norwegian, Danish is or like Spanish. Kind of, is it like Spanish and Portuguese? They're further away. Oh, interesting. Okay. But it's but it's actually no. But if you want to kind of to get it in, it's like set in your head of like the difference between it. It's kind of like okay. So if you take Italian and Spanish, in Spanish it's gracias, in Italian it's grazie which is roughly the same word. You can see how those two words are the same. It's a real, it's a real transformers GoBot situation. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, Although I think GoBots and transformers are now part of the same Hasbro multiverse, but I have to double check that. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, then you end up with this language that is close to English, but not quite English. Uh, And it's crucial. that it's a different language, but the problem is, is because the English over time have attempted to stamp out what other indigenous languages usually for political reasons, usually for economic reasons. They stamped out Cornish by the mid-18th century. They stamped out... They got close to stamping out Welsh, but Welsh has, has survived and is making a good comeback. Cornish wasn't really so lucky. Like, it was an extinct language for a while, and there's no native speakers of it anymore. Uh, but as a result, yeah, you've ended up with this weird language that hasn't quite been stamped out by the British, but now 
as kind of you know a little bit more globalization more national movement people are looking at the language and a lot of english people are saying well this clearly is a dialect this is just people speaking a scottish accent it's unfortunate that because of the way people speak in that area there are similarities between the idea of someone speaking a scottish speaking english in a scottish language and someone speaking scots right i mean and so one of the key things in this like wikipedia farrago good word right uh is the grammar, which Scots has its own grammar. It's not yes. just switching out words, which is what this kid was doing for seven years. It's actually constructing sentences in a way that is unique to Scots. Yes, exactly. The language. Um, so here's a, here's a really, here are two pull quotes that I think are really important from, the, from this initial Reddit post, which is uh, by the user... All talk. I mean, I should make clear though that, that while there are plenty native speakers of Scots, I don't believe there are any first language speakers of Scots anymore. So, so yeah. Yeah. So, so, so user all talk writes, the problem is that this person cannot speak Scots. I don't mean this in a mean spirited or gatekeeping way where they are trying their best, but are making a few mistakes. I mean, they don't seem to have any knowledge of the language at all. And then further down. And I think this is like the main point. This is going to sound incredibly hyperbolic and hysterical, but I think this person has possibly done more damage to the Scots language than anyone else in history. They engaged in cultural vandalism on a hitherto unprecedented scale. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's it's it is an it is an attempt to extinct, extinguish a language accidentally. Um, yes, it's 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 pretty awful. Um, I and, actually to to put this in context, I found an older comment on Wikipedia, uh, where from 2011 so before this person started using it who had proposed deleting the entirety of the scots wikipedia on the basis and this has very much been the perception from english as first language people is this quote is joke project funny for a few minutes but inappropriate use of resources uh which is how a lot of people have viewed it my favorite bit about this though is obviously all of the scots people immediately come out and go not a joke entirely real language real language lots of people speak it um it meets all the criteria for being a language in its own right. I, I discovered that uh, not only does Wikipedia have an oppose option for these proposals, it has a vehement oppose. And many oh. of these people used a vehement oppose. This person gets a lot of opposes. They get a lot of vehement opposes. Uh, but then finally, further down, they get a support. And this person says, support. And closed French Wikipedia is a barbarous Latin spoken by savages. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I think we could all agree. I think we could all agree that French is spoken by savages. I think if we're going to get rid of Scots, we should get rid of French first. So I did a real deep, deep dive on this kid this morning because I, I really can't, I still like can't wrap my head around what's happening here. How much do you it know? It's astonishing that someone spent so much, this, so much time on this for a thing that they didn't, what they, they couldn't do. Like it's mind blowing. Yeah. How much do you know about this kid? Um, a limited amount. We're not going to be saying his name because he is being dragged through like the internet hellstorm right now. I found his real name too. It's out there, and it's it's not good that it is because he is nine. From what I can tell, he's nineteen years old. He started doing this when he was twelve, which is unbelievable. I mean, also a general problem with Wikipedia, like yeah, yeah. This is like one of those instances that's really unfortunate because it's like don't trust everything on Wikipedia, and it's like no, it's fine now, and it's like oh no, there's been a twelve year old who's been like editing the entirety of the Scots Wikipedia for seven years. So the kid is now nineteen. They're a university student from North Carolina, and they identify as a furry, and they identify as an INTP personality type. Do you know what that means? I mean, I don't remember which combination it is, but sure. It stands for introverted, intuitive thinking and prospecting, which I think is interesting that uh, the, he's uh, intuitive and prospecting because I feel like that was not the case for this entire thing. Um, he prospected a new language. Yeah, he was intuitive uh, uh, to not think that this would eventually be a problem. So he uh, he is a furry. I found his DeviantArt. I found his fur affinity account, which is uh, kind of like a MySpace style profile for furries. Um, he identifies as a fox deer hybrid, which is pretty common for furries to do, where they, they pick two sure. different animals and combine them. He not only was going in and inserting just complete gibberish into the Wikipedia article, 
he was also fighting people who were trying to challenge it. I think that's the other part of it. Like, if you know you don't speak it, it's crazy to then just, yeah. Mm. He also... The thing, there's also a first mover thing here in that he became edit the editor. He became the admin of it super early on, which meant, like, no one could really wrest control off him. And it wasn't... Clearly, no one who actually spoke the language had the time or the inclination to find a way to remove him. So they just sort of ignored it. And, and you know, I... It's one of those things where, like, if you're confident enough, like, a lot of people are just going to believe you, especially if it's over something really obscure, like, in in an endangered language. Not only was he doing this on Wikipedia, though, he was also pretending to be a Scots expert on Quora. Really? Yeah. So he answered a Quora question in 2016 titled, Is the Scots Wikipedia a legitimate example of the Scots language? Which is exactly, it's people looking at it and being like, this is weird. Why is, this isn't quite right. This feels odd. Yeah, so he answered and he identified himself as the administrator of the Scots Wikipedia. Mm. By Also, by, by this point in time, he would have been 15 years old. So he's a, he's a 15-year-old writing in this core thread. I think it's decent, this coming from the main administrator and one of two current major contributors of and to the Scots Wikipedia. We certainly try our best to use the proper Scott spellings and grammar, and we improve our skills with every day of editing. And as I get better at the Scots lead, which I think is like him trying to like say tongue or whatever, uh, yeah. I go back and improve the spellings used in my older articles. But that just, yeah, that in itself is such an insane red flag. Like imagine saying, oh yeah, I, I don't speak French, but you know, I, I translate all this stuff and I'll go back and fix it in the future when I learn better French. But I think it's because like, it's it's such an old and endangered language that everyone's like treating it. I mean, especially Americans, I think are treating it like it's middle English that we have to like study and figure out what it was used for. Because they can't wrap their minds around the fact that like there are people who still speak it and know how to speak it. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Because also it's it's like, yeah, a lot of people think as of the Scottish language as being Gaelic, but Scots, yeah, exists in an it exists as well. It's a, a second indigenous language in the area. Like right, um, and so obviously Reddit is in just like a complete meltdown mode. Uh, the Wikipedia subreddit's a mess. The Scotland subreddit's a mess. All the drama subreddits are now like talking about this. One of the other admins has gone in to do like an AMA and it's just like, well, we're not going to remove any of the stuff. But, you know, if any of you experts have time to fix it, that would be great. So that's what I wanted to talk about next, which is how things have gotten worse. Um, (laughs) So, yes, uh, everyone on Reddit is like tearing themselves apart because... I feel like we haven't had like a good Reddit driven news story like this in a long time. So like Reddit's like lit up right now. Um, my, my, my personal Reddit homepage this morning was just like basically full of meta threads about this. And so a user went in after everything kind of came out and it's called I am a, an admin on Scott's Wikipedia AMA. They write, I want to hold a discussion on how users here want to see Scott's Wikipedia improved or at least brought to an acceptable status. I took the day off work, so I'll be here for whatever you have to say. And this was posted to R Scotland. And the top comment is the Scots Wiki is like the Spanish lady's attempt to restore the Echo Homo, probably yep. well-meaning, but ultimately harmful. Yeah, that's exactly, it's exactly what it is. It is. Yeah, it is just it's vandalism. To me, it's vandalism, even if it's like intentional, particularly because you know you don't have knowledge about it. Well, I mean, he maybe didn't when he was 12. I will say it doesn't look like things have gotten too nasty in this AMA because I did just control F the C word. And so far, no one has <laughs> called him the C word. And I feel like that's like a good barometer of how angry Scottish people are. I don't know because they stop using it if they're angry. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wait. OK. Yeah, you're right. That means things are really bad because they're not using the C word. They're being polite. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're like they're like past that point now. So. A lot of people are calling for the entire Wikipedia to just be taken down and rebuilt. Um, A lot of people are saying, I don't know what we do if we try to keep it. You know, the I've been looking at caches of this kid's profile to like actually see what he was doing. And it seems very much I want to get the number right. But he I mean, we're talking like thousands and thousands yeah. of contributions. 
The number I saw was 20,000. So I think he's edited 20,000 articles or written 20,000 articles, but he's made 120,000 contributions. So he like, I was looking at his, his user history this morning and he goes in and he like changes random stuff. Yeah. Which by the way, I have a friend who in high school got our entire high school IP ban from editing Wikipedia because he would go in and edit dates to be like one day off or one year off. Because he's like a fucking psycho and like that is like an insane thing to do. And uh, it was so bad that the school was basically banned from accessing Wikipedia for like a year. I feel if I was, I think for many reasons Wikipedia should ban schools from having Wikipedia. Yeah, like. For access and editing reasons. Yeah, like uh, I just, I don't know what you do with something of this, of this size. I think you have to delete it. Like I think it has to be a clear break because otherwise it can never be trusted again yeah right? that's that would be my take on it like otherwise it's always going to be slightly wrong i just think that like the fact he was a furry is really important here but he wasn't a furry when he was 12 i mean he identifies as a furry in his wikipedia bio you can add that later though i mean you could also be a 12 year old furry eh. sonic the hedgehog exists like that's a thing and that turns 12 year olds into furries all the time sure sure <laughs> i don't know how familiar you are with this but there is like there is like a psychological profile of furry inclined internet users to just like to role play really extensively and like things get really out of hand when they they do it for too long. And I sort of feel like that's what happened here is like this kid was like using the internet to pretend that he was a linguistics ex- expert for some fucking reason and then decided to just keep at it for like seven years. It's the seven years. Like I can see you doing that for a year, year and a half, but I'm, I guess his first mover advantage, like he's in control of the community. Like, he feels that he's, like, yeah, he's an admin for this community, so, like, he must be, yeah, he must be part of it. Uh, and, and you kind of just keep going, oh, I don't know. He did make a comment. Like, he, he has responded to this. Have you seen yeah. this? Yeah, I, I think so, but you should read it out. There's a meta thread on Wikipedia of people, like, demanding he answer for his crimes. And he left a comment, and it's kind of sad, and it's kind of weird. And it, like, I think it, it's kind of what I was saying where this kid got sucked in and he just like kept at it for way too long. Almost like a catfish situation. So he writes, honestly, I don't mind if you revert all of my edits, delete my articles and ban me from the wiki for good. I found out that my contributions in quotes have angered countless people. And to me, that's all the devastation I can be given after years of my thinking I was doing good. And yes, obsessively editing. I have OCD. I was only a 12 year old kid when I started. And sometimes when you start something young, you can't see that the habit you've developed is unhealthy and unhelpful as you get older. I don't care about defending myself. I only want to stop being harassed on my social medias and to stop my other friends who have nothing to do with the wiki from being harassed as well. Whether peace can be restored by SCO wiki being kept like it is or extensively reformed to wipe out my influence from it makes no difference to me now that I know that I've done no good anyway. That's the full response from the, the the furry vandal of the Scots Wikipedia. So the real question here is, can a 12-year-old be a colonialist? Yeah, of course. I mean, of course they can. Yeah. It's coming from a point of speaking English and assuming, therefore, that some other language can be treated as a plaything. Like, I think that yes. if, you, if it was a, 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 a language from a POC country in uh, South America, like, I don't think that, that it would feel the same. Like, there would be a clear difference. And, and I, yeah, I think that... I also, I feel quite passionate about it because I, I, I went to university in Cornwall. Uh, I studied, I, I did Cornish studies for a bit uh, yeah. as part of my degree. Uh, and one of the things I discovered there was just how poorly understood this, the Cornish language was as a result of effectively English, like, colonialism and pushing the language out there's there's actually a pretty sad chart where in like 1300 the extent of cornish is up to like bristol and then like every 50 years it retreats like another 30 miles and then by 1750 just no one speaks it um it's really bleak uh they had multiple rebellions over it um, is it a cool language does it sound cool uh yeah it does it sounds i mean it sounds a lot like welsh well this is the other problem because we don't know exactly what it sounds like it's been reconstructed there's a couple of like true actually you know there's a couple of people who are just the opposite of this guy uh there was a scholar whose name is totally escaping me now uh william william scarwin william brunwin i think um but he spent he he basically realized that it was 
it was going. Like, right. At midpoint in his life, he realized that the number of people who particularly died are out between 1650 and 1750. And in this middle point, he realized it was dying out. So spent like 30 years writing down all of the language. And oh, like that's how cool. it worked and stuff. Yeah, so he's the opposite of this guy, but for Cornish. Um, and yeah, and so, so people do preserve it. And yeah, I think that coming at this, even as a child, even as an American, does have, a, have an impact on the idea of just destroying a language for shits and giggles, basically. I, I mean, I think that makes sense. I, I'm curious, and I'm actually Googling this right now because I meant to Google this earlier. But I'm wondering if... So I had seen this kid described as a brony. Yeah. Which I haven't found a ton of evidence for, but if they were a brony at 12, which, you know, the brony to furry pipeline is is well publicized. Sure. I I was wondering if there was a My Little Pony episode involving Scottish, and, like, that's how this happened. Okay, that's that's a theory. So it looks like there is a Scottish pony. William Scarwin was his name. Well, is that uh, no? We've moved on from historical analysis. Now I'm looking at the episode guide for My Little Pony. Okay, come on. Keep, okay, keep, sure, but I, I think I think it's I think it's important to get the name right because you know I, I, again I don't want to be raising Cornish people. Look, there's just a there's a lot of parts to this episode, right? Like we have to talk about colonialism, we have to talk about linguistics, we have to talk about English history, and we have to talk about furries and bronies. There's a lot. Okay, of it's sh- fairy time now. It's fairy time now. There's so much going on here. Okay, so I do not know enough about My Little Pony. To know, I know that there's Brony Scott, which is Scotland's only My Little Pony convention, and that's been running since 2014. I know that there is a Scottish accented pony named Rockhoof who appears in an episode in 2016, it looks like. Okay. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I guess I'm just trying to figure out like the whole, basically, um, the majority of the world right now is discovering that there is a Wikipedia written in Scott. So how did this 12-year-old from North Carolina end up there? And like, how did that happen? I don't know yes. how that happens. I mean, okay. So did you ever have a period when you like edited Wikipedia? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. What What did you edit? What was your thing? Uh, actually, <laughs> you gave me a look there that I was like, oh, what is your thing? No, no, no. Uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't an editing Wikipedia person. I was an obsessive wikipedia user though and my big thing was music genres particularly like learning about the different offshoots of like screamo and hardcore and emo violence and ska and dub and punk and metal and i can like list you every taxonomic term for every kind of rock music that exists um and i basically spent from like 14 to 17 doing nothing but watching music videos on a Canadian music channel called much music. And then Wikipediaing the bands that would pop up and then following the links from like one to the other. That's all I did for like years. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> th- there was, there's like part of that, which is like, you're also interested in music, but part of that is kind of, if you weren't, it would have been something else. Yeah. I mean, I was, obs- I was obsessive on the internet in a ton of ways. You know, I still am. Last night I spent a whole like hour learning about um how the Transformers multiverse as I mentioned earlier in the show sure. works because I was I had caught an episode I had caught Did you know that there was a Transformers movie that came out in 2014 that was the highest grossing movie of 2014 and one of the only movies to ever break a billion dollars and I just never heard of it. I mean, I knew the Transformers movie still did well. I didn't realize they they were in Marvel territory, but Sure. Have you heard of Transformers Age of Extinction? Because I hadn't heard of it. Yes. No, I have because there was a whole thing about the name being a ripoff of something else. Oh, really? Uh, sure. I'm it's sure a horrible a movie. Did you then watch it? Yeah, of course I watched the whole thing. It was a, It's sure. an hour and 60... No, no, it's uh, it's 160 minutes long. So it's like two and a half hours. Oh, awful. no, that's what I'm remembering because they, re- they they finally replaced Shia LaBeouf in it uh, and with, with Mark Wahlberg for... Reasons are unclear. His name, well, sure Mark, to Mark, Mark Wahlberg's name in that movie is Cade Yeager. Right, that's a good name. And he spends the whole name. movie talking about how he's from Texas, but he does not change his accent at all. So the whole movie's like, "Hey, I'm Cade Yeager. I'm just a guy from Texas. Hey, don't talk to my daughter. <laughs> don't you talk to my daughter? I'm Cade Yeager. Oh, Optimus. Oh, we gotta save Optimus Prime, guys. Guys, 
And he's like, I'm just a, I'm just a simple farmer from Texas. We gotta save Optimus Prime. It's fucking crazy. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. That's peak like Mike, Michael Bay doing only one shot out of every single scene and just saying, Hey, remember you're, you're texting this? And he goes, Oh yeah. Oh, I forgot. And he's like, Ah, it's done. It's done. Well, also, uh, this is not aged well, but the uh, final fight scene is between Galvatron and Optimus Prime in Hong Kong, and it is uh, it is as culturally sensitive as you would expect a Michael Bay sequence in Hong Kong to be. Um, yeah, cool, good. It's also <laughs> like a Hong Kong that's definitely like it's you know that period of time where like all international blockbusters had both British people and Chinese people in them because they were like trying to court like an international blockbuster market. Yeah. So you have like extremely like pro Chinese scenes where they're taking place in Hong Kong and like that has not aged well Ooh, at that all. has not aged um, well also like the whole movie I mean super... that was did not age, that was not good at the time no no and the whole movie is super racist there's like a uh, oh there's like a Japanese robot that's a samurai and it's like those movies I remember took t- cost like a lot of money to make yeah, uh, I think I had read movies. that if you stacked out all the cells required for the transformation sequences of the first Transformers in physical copies, they would stretch from here to the moon. Oh, oh that's unpleasant. Uh, anyways, back to the brony that destroyed the Scottish language. Sure. So I don't know why this kid, like, I, I, I just can't wrap my head around why he would end up here. You know, of all the places on the Internet to be doing some weird obsessive project, why was it this? Yeah, I mean, I think that's it, though. It's, it's you know, you get there, you do a few things, someone says, hey, thanks for doing this, you keep doing it because you're 12, and then suddenly <laughs> it's nine years, seven years later, you've colonized a language, destroyed uh, a subculture, and changed linguistics forever, uh, because, you know, you were bored one day, and someone said, nice job. Yeah. I think what's also interesting, and I know you have a lot of thoughts about this, is how like a Scottish dialect has already become a meme format on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a weird one because this is kind of where I think a lot of this problem comes from and, and, and cause and is why this particular act of cultural vandalism is so potent because people have been looking at Scottish Twitter which is this, uh, yeah, it's, it's essentially Twitter, but it is done in a version of a Scottish accent. It's not Scots, that's that's kind of key. But it is linked to it in that it is a, uh, there's actually a word for it. It's called, I think it's called a CMC, uh, which is a yeah, commuter, computer, computer-mediated communication, which is basically new forms of language that exist because of the internet. So it's like how if you put like capital letters in front of something, it, it, like two random words in the middle, like that means something. Well, it's it's actually very similar. Scottish Twitter is very similar to a phenomenon that I had to kind of like wrap my head around when I was working in India a couple of years ago, where Indian Twitter, you'll have like a joke written in totally normal English. And then the tweet will sort of do, like turn into an anglicized phonetic spelling of Hindi. And that's typically how like the jokes end. It's it's like you set up things in uh, a more formal language and then you sort of like finish the joke in like a really thick accent or or really or like a a patois. And I feel like that happens in a lot of different countries. Yeah, it probably does. The particular Scottish one really took off after the 2014 referendum. Right. And it's kind of linked to that because what you also saw from it is people did an analysis of it later and discovered that not only were um, users who use the Scots language or this this sort of hybrid scots language on twitter are more likely to be pro-independence uh but that's also linked to the fact that it's younger people who use it so and younger people generally say more pro-independence but uh alongside that they discovered that they didn't use the scots language when they're talking about independence tweets so the stuff that was intended for consumption by everyone was in english the stuff that was intended for more of their own circle was in scots interesting or the scottish like twitter accent essentially yeah the yeah I, I don't exactly know what to call it because i think it's certainly made a kind of a greater interest in scots like there is this idea that there, there is a there's a link to it um but i think what's i mean the scottish twitter stuff is absolutely fascinating because a lot of people look at this a lot of the viral scottish tweets use scots from an area called the uh, the central belt 
which is Glasgow and Edinburgh, basically, and, and a couple of cities around that. But what you can also see is that different lang different Scottish tweets use different variations of phrases, which match to where they are from in the country. Oh, really? Yeah. It's so there's kind of like wild. there's like dialects within the Scottish Twitter dialect. Yeah, exactly. So um, if someone uses uh, "de," uh, which is that's a shortened version of "dinner." Right. Um, but those are in different those are used in different places. So some people tweeting in Scots are using Dine and some people are using De. Both of them mean don't, but they're used differently in different areas around Scotland. Well, I would have never picked up on that. Yeah, it's wild. I'm currently trying to find my I have two favorite all time Scottish tweets and I'm trying to find them. And they're not funny because they're in Sc- a Scottish accent. They're funny because like they're unbelievable. Yeah. And I cannot find them. The caveman one who invented music and then the guy whose dad died at the music festival. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Avicii. The Avicii show. Okay, is, that's who it was? Avicii. Avicii. Scot- I'm, I'm a Scottish tweet. I, I Oh, here it is. Here it is. going to read it in Scottish accent? I'm gonna, well, I'll, I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll try my best here. But so 2015. A boy at Avicii tells me his dad died because of MDMA. And when the beat <laughs> dropped, he was proper crying his eyes out, shouting, my dad died for this. <laughs> it's beautiful. So good. And then wasn't there one that was like, Eckied out me nut? That was a really good one. I used to say that all the time. A lot of them involved. Uh, yeah. <laughs> involved that. I think, hang on, let me find my favorite one. One second. Um here we go. Okay. Uh, my favorite one, I think, is probably my mom gets so gel when I do anything fun, like no my fault about snorting lines and shagging lines, and you have to stay home and bake a lasagna. <laughs> so, like, this is the thing about these tweets is that, like, they are, in, like, the good ones are incredibly funny without yes. the Scottish stuff, but then there's also, like, a contextual element that adds to it. It's almost like Twitter has invented this, like, scottish young person character and they're all adding to this like meta scott that exists who's just like fucking ripped on mdma and like is always getting in weird fights and having strange shower thoughts and like my favorite one is is that an awful lot of people an awful lot of americans was stunned by like how many how much how much md they took well, uh, and Americans are like, wow, they're always talking about MD, but what they're actually talking about is Mag- Mad Dog 2020, <laughs> which is a type of wait. It's what is that? What are you kidding? Sometimes, me? sometimes, sometimes it's MD, mate. Sometimes it's MD. Okay, so the, I used the, to drink drink Mad Dog. I, yeah, I used to drink Mad Dog in college, um, MD 2020, and we yeah. would have what was called a two dog or a three dog or a four dog night. Um, did I ever tell you a story about when I was when I was mugged? Uh, <laughs> I. No, I don't think so. So I was walking to a house party and I was probably like a sophomore and I didn't have a smartphone yet. I still had like a flip phone and this kid, two kids ride up on bikes and they're like, run your pockets. And I was like, oh, come on, man. Like, please, like, just let me get to this party. And he's like, run your pockets. So I pull out my phone, which is like a a flip phone still. And this is like 2000, probably 2008 or nine. Sure. And my wallet, which has nothing in it, including like even a real driver's license because I was using a fake ID at the time. Yeah. And I had a bottle of Mad Dog 2020 in my other back pocket. And he's like, what's that? And I give it to him. And he's like, oh, man. And then he, he's like, dude, you need to change how you live. And then he gave it back <laughs> to me and rode off. <laughs> and I was like... I I do. Uh, that was like my, that was a true rock bottom moment for me is that I was unmuggable. Um I've just sent you I've just sent you a screenshot of uh yeah, the queue outside a Glasgow um news agent when there was a a new flavor of Mad Dog out. This is blowing my mind. I did not know that Scottish people drank Mad Dog. That's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean it's available in the, over the UK, but yeah, it's a primarily a Scottish thing, much like Buckfast, which we have both drunk and probably wish we did yeah there was that night that we drank Buckfast and strapped ourselves to apple watches to see how much it would make our heart race it wasn't nearly as funny as i thought it was gonna be it was it was a dark time and it, i felt dark for like the next day it was 
there's a limit to how much Buckfast you can drink without getting starting to feel very strange. It's not a good drunk. It's not like for it's not like a four loco drunk because it doesn't have as much sugar. So it's just like you just feel like insane. By the way, for people who are listening, Buckfast is a wine that's brewed by uh, a certain monastery, and it has caffeine that's naturally created in the brewing process. So the taste is kind of like something between like Manischewitz and Coca Cola mixed together. It's not good. No, it's not good. Um, but yeah, it makes you feel both kind of like just drunk and it makes you feel angry honestly which it makes you feel you angry know, explained, yeah. which explains a lot oh i found another really good scottish tweet why do folk ask babies stupid shite like you're getting big aren't you as if the weak cunt's gonna be like ah mora you're spot on am on the protein <laughs> uh you know there is there it is sort of nice that like like scotland has found a way to kind of like share its humor and share its culture and like very much update itself and bring itself onto Twitter. And I think that's like the heartbreaking element of this Wikipedia fiasco is that like it has been doing really well and people are more aware probably of Scottish culture than they've ever been. Thanks to the internet. And now this like fucking teenager has just like blown it all up. Yeah. It's, it is crazy. It is just astonishing how much damage that is because yeah now now people go on wikipedia and they're like hey this language doesn't make sense it's clearly just english with an accent and therefore is a joke and you know that that does really matter yeah i don't think i have anything more on scottish twitter but i do think that um we should we should we should read out the the greatest uh scottish tweet wait wait okay wait so uh should i, I read this in scottish accent or not because i i'm allowed to do a scottish accent because i am half scottish are you? Yeah, I'm Scottish. You, why didn't you say at the top of the show that we were going to be doing about being from Scotland? Because I have an English accent, so it doesn't count. Oh, I see. You're, okay, well. I'm, uh, I'm still fundamentally colonialist. Okay, so yeah, um, do it in a Scottish accent. All right. You ever want to just write yourself in tinfoil nice and cozy and just get fucking right into the microwave and blow yourself up to fuck? Yes, yes, that is the best Scottish tweet. Yes, that is. It is the best Scottish tweet that because I it. think about it daily <laughs> blow yourself up to feck yep it's perfect it's it's i mean also it's such a it's such a unique emotion that because I, I still it feels like he probably wrote that when he was cold yeah yeah it's just <laughs> but it's just it, a it guy feel, who's cold it, yeah it reads as something else which feels like yeah just wanting to, to 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 die in the most dramatic way yeah but no no there is like a level like i've been to glasgow in november and it is cold as the goddamn moon up there and yeah. there was a moment where I was like, I want to nuke myself because I cannot get warm. And I totally know that feeling. That is a real feeling. Yeah. I uh, I have one last Scottish uh, anecdote, which is that I, a previous guest on the show, Dan Dalton, and I were big emo fans. We were going to go see the band Brand New up in Glasgow on their last tour. And they got me to like the day before we were supposed to see them. Yep. Which was unfortunate. So we, uh, you know, we rented a car. We'd already rented the car, already rented the Airbnb. So we drove up to Yorkshire to pick up his twin brother. Uh, so it was me and these gi- two gigantic Yorkshiremen. And then we ended up in Glasgow. And there was fuck all to do in Glasgow in the middle of November because it's really cold and really dark. And um, it gets dark there at like three in the afternoon. And so we ended up going to what we discovered was a very famous bar in Scotland called the Cat House which is not a brothel. That sounds a lot like a brothel. It does. It sounds like a brothel, but it's not a brothel. It's better. <laughs> it is It is uh, colloquially referred to as the Cate, and it is a five-story rock bar, and every floor is a different genre of like rock music, metal, punk, screamo, emo, and it was their 25th anniversary, so they were doing like extra hours, so they were open until like four in the morning, and I have never seen anything like the moment it closed and everyone left and crossed the street to the KFC across the road. <laughs> I, being in a Scottish KFC at four in the morning is the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It's a hell of a country. I've just sent you a really good Scottish tweet. Hold on. <laughs> uh, um, uh, so, do you want me? Do you want to describe it, or should I? I could. I could read this out. Yeah, do it. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the tweet goes my family quote heaven gained an- gained another age angel today <laughs> next line me and hell and then it's got a picture of i think master chief no it's the doom it's doom guy <laughs> oh yeah it's the doom guy the doom guy fighting a vast array of aliens full of fire screaming where is thatcher 
I mean, that just reminds because me because there is there is no one who hates Thatcher more than the Scottish. I mean, that just rem- even the Northerners. It just reminds me of my favorite British meme, which is the picture of Margaret Thatcher that just says <laughs> the- <laughs> it's one of those memes that i just like say in my head all day long because it's just like it's like a song it's so good which is it's it's a big <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's just it's really good. Uh, so it's it's like it's a picture of Margaret Thatcher's stupid fucking face, and it just says the problem with pissing on my grave is that you eventually run out of piss. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, Next season on The Crown, <laughs> it's just me pissing on Margaret Thatcher's grave. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Do you know the, the, the original quote from that, yeah? No. Oh, oh, amazing. Okay. Hang on. All right. So we'll go from here. All right. So do you know the reason why that, that quote's used? <laughs> no, no. So it's a bastardation of a Margaret Thatcher quote, which is the problem with socialism is you eventually run out of other people's money. Oh, that's yeah. so good. Yeah, it's even better now, right? So I, I also discovered that there's an entire genre of piss-related Margaret Thatcher's memes, which is another one which is a picture of her, and it says, if everyone volunteered to take a shift, you could create a nonstop stream of piss over my grave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Well, I feel like that's actually a really good way to end an episode about Scotland is just reading Margaret Thatcher memes. Sure. <sighs> wow, I need to like, I need a second to like... <laughs> I just found another one. It's, it's a picture of Margaret Thatcher's grave. <laughs> And it says if anyone's looking for a gender neutral public bathroom. Oh, wait, isn't there a really good Scottish tweet making fun of uh, J.K. Rowling for being a turf? And it's like, oh, the butt say one. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I feel like that's that's a good place to end this. It's the one where it's like obsessed with other people's genitals. Uh, Yes. So that's actually not about J.K. Rowling, but it is now. It's now about J.K. Rowling. Yeah. The problem is this is the other problem. I can't search for it because it's in Scottish. Oh, I found it. I found it. You found it. Okay, you did. Why are you so sick of other people? cunts genders as if it's any of your actual business sin up at night pure foaming at the mouth hinkin a boot other folks genitals like a fucking weirdo <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh, uh what content have you been consuming to stay sane shit you at had you not thought of one uh no i'm just like now i'm having a weird thing where i'm trying to remember what i've done in the week since we last did this oh wait actually justice league trailer oh you want to talk justice league trailer it's fucking insane it it, i i'm actually hyped up for a for the snyder cut and i cannot believe that in 2020 i'm saying those words totally non-ironically i am not hyped for it because of his comments about it which he is seem bad he's an idiot but like I feel like after consuming so much Marvel for so many years, I'm actually kind of itching for a different thing in the same way that like I did go through a hardcore DC reading phase and I do every couple of years. I, like I'm a Marvel guy, but like every once in a while, I want like a really dark, strange, different take on like an interconnected superhero universe. And I feel like DC does that really well. All right. That, that, that makes sense. Do you want to talk about the Batman as well? I'm fucking hype on it. I'm I, I DC fandom. The the event, the virtual event, was sick. It was great. It had too, it had too many Batman. Like I, I I'm all down with the idea, you know, multiple Earths and stuff, but you can't have like five different Batman in different properties. So that's crazy. I, you know what? Like, I don't mind it. Like, whatever, whatever. Like, <laughs> you know what? Robert Pattinson's Batman is fucking sick looking, and Paul Dano's Riddler is gonna be terrifying, and it all looks good. Like. I give me Michael Keaton Batman coming back. I want to see him. I want to see. I want to see where. I, I. I don't. I feel like after Endgame, I don't need anything big. I'm not ready for another relationship. I want to just date around with a couple Batman. Right. You know. I want just casual flings with Batman. I don't. I'm not ready to to commit to an Iron Man again. You know. All right. All right. Luke, what content did you consume to stay sane this week? <laughs> um, I've been uh, mostly reading uh jeff k biography okay yeah um that's yeah. a real hard pivot from what we were just talking about but let's get into it yeah yeah how's your jfk by bi- oh wait you had mentioned this a couple episodes ago that you were thinking about really settling into a jfk biography after reading almost exclusively about lyndon b johnson so how's that treating what well, i went by i went via uh fdr and hubert humphrey oh i see 
I'm going to go a bit earlier and go to William, William Jennings Bryan next. That's great, man. That's super great. <laughs> How's the JFK biography? Uh, that guy's not good, man. Not a nice guy. Oh, JFK? Yeah. Dude, loved, loved painkillers. That's for sure. He, I mean, he was very ill. Like, yeah. you go through the stuff, he was his medical problems were, like, way worse than I thought. Um, and I'll tell you, I think probably the worst story about him that I've read in this, uh, which is that, obviously, he was uh, a disgusting horn dog. Um, after he got married, uh, his wife was pregnant. Jackie was pregnant. Uh, she was miscarrying. Uh, in fact, she was miscarrying. She was um, she was having a stillbirth, uh, which was obviously very traumatic. He, at the time, was, was on a boat uh, with his friends, and they were going up and down the coast, picking up women at every port. Oh. He heard about her having a stillbirth. He did not leave. He stayed on the boat until a few days later when someone pointed out it would probably be bad for his political career if three people found out about it, at which point he left and, and went back to see her. And what, where, uh, uh, oh boy. Okay, so at what stage of his political career was he at at this point? Uh, he was a senator. Pre-president. Wow. Isn't it crazy, like, you know, because of the internet and social media and stuff, like, we know a lot more about the fucked up nonsense that powerful people do behind closed doors, but we still are constantly finding out about new fucked up stuff. Yeah. Just think about how much insane stuff they were doing before all of that. Oh, yeah. All <laughs> the stories about him are just, like, ludicrous. Like, his his serious back condition is exacerbated by the fact at some point in the 50s, he got an STD from someone. That's just how it was in the past. People were disgusting. <laughs> like it was yeah and like it's it's, it's yeah it's, it's pretty disgusting things i always think about what everything smelled like before the invention of deodorant that's like a big that's a th- that's a thought i have a lot which is like oh yeah well, like everything smelled like fucking shit all the time well when did they ban smoking in clubs in america smoking in clubs um in the 90s um okay so before you were in clubs yeah so for i mean okay it was it's 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 it was staggered and it was but it was fairly recent because like the seniors in college when I was a freshman could smoke in their dorms as freshmen. Right. So okay. um, th- there's, th- so, yeah. So smoking in the UK was banned in uh, 2007. Uh, and it had, it was a slightly like, um, it came in at different stages. But broadly, what it meant was that there was a period, roughly when I was 18, when you could smoke. Then suddenly you couldn't smoke. And all you smelled was you went from everyone only being able to smell smoke to everyone smelling what people actually smelt like. And there was like a four month gap when no one had war deodorant. Look, I'll be, I'll be, no one was used to it because everything just smelled like smoke. I'll be, I'll uh, be real with then, you. Yeah. When I was buying British deodorant and wearing it, I would come back to America and I would be told I smelled like crap all the time because by American standards, British deodorant is very weak for men. If that was actually just because of how much you were drinking. I mean, that's also true. I was eating nothing but fried food and drinking nonstop. So maybe that was also exacerbating things. Yeah. But, uh, what I'm trying to say yeah, is no, you guys, I, I, you guys I, smell. Is, I'm saying you smell. That, that makes sense. But it was, it was worse during this four-month period when people didn't, hadn't discovered deodorant. And, the, yeah. And so if you want to know how things smelt before deodorant, they smelt like that four months in 2007 when we, couldn't, we stopped smoking. All right. Luke, you got anything to plug? Um, oh yeah! For, uh, for subscribe to my newsletter. Yeah, yeah. Subscribe to my newsletter. It's explaining the twenty twenty election. Is that so? It's explaining explaining twenty twenty dot substack dot com. And uh, what's the deal with it? Give the give, give the whole rundown. You got a platform, you know, like promote yourself. Yeah, sure. So the deal is basically because I, you know, I I, I have a news team, I run a news team, but we don't cover a huge amount of, of, of US politics because, you know, we're small and we're in the UK. Uh, but it means that I read a huge amount of it. So what I do is I summarize every day key things that have happened the previous day. Uh, then I put a bit of kind of my own analysis in. So there's something new in there. Uh, latest polls update kind of what they're, where they're at. And then three or four interesting things, uh, interesting bits of uh, uh, reading from uh, then published over the last 24 hours. Uh, and it is uh, supposed to be a six-day-a-week thing. I have missed yesterday because I was uh, too busy at work. But the rest of the time, it will be daily. I mean, honestly, garbage day is like regularly three days a week, and that's a lot. It's it's a lot. Do you, do you know how many days it is to the election? 69. Yeah. Unfortunately, that won't be true by the time you hear this episode, but ah, damn it. It, it is 69. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, I also have something to plug. Um, 
So I went on a podcast this week uh, run by our friend of the show, one of the first guests of the show, actually possibly the first guest of this show back when it had a different name, Hussein Kazvani, uh, the professional oh. shitlord that we are friends with, unfortunately, has a new show. Um, it is very good. Um, it is called 10,000 Posts. And I went on it this week to talk about the seminal bodybuilding.com forum thread where they all <laughs> forget and argue over how many days of the week there are. That was what it was supposed to be a conversation about. It derailed into a larger conversation about Fred Durst, the hentai La Blue Girl, and a bunch of other random nonsense. I kind of just like let them go with wherever they wanted to go with it. Um, yeah, check it out. It's good. It's a good episode. Um, I do not know when it is coming out. Uh, go to twitter.com slash 10k posts pod and you should see it drop there sometime in the next week or so. Uh, and then the last piece of business is uh, we are finally launching the Patreon exclusive uh, start of co the Content Minds Presents post post credit scene. Uh, and we are we're launching with uh, a thing that Luke's been wanting to do for a long time, which is... Yeah, I think we need to finish this conversation. Yeah, defending his horrible opinion about the final season of Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> the final season of Game of Thrones is good. Yeah. So we're going to start that. Uh, that'll be dropping next week. Um, check out our Patreon for more details. It will be hosted there for paying members. Uh, and thank you guys who have signed up. Uh, it's it's incredible and super great. And you guys are making this show happen. So thank you. Yeah, thanks. Be a little more enthusiastic. I'm British. <laughs>